Hi. <laughs> it's Maya Money. And King Jer. And you're listening to The Sweet Life LA. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> this is The Sweet Life LA. You're listening to the sweet tea, which gives you all the lowdown on the sweet life LA, which airs on HBO Max, executively produced by Issa Ray. If you're new, welcome. If you're coming for the fourth episode, welcome back. Um, thank you yes. for everybody who has followed on Spotify. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, you know, y'all have really been kicking it with us. And we love the feedback that we're getting so far. So we're going to keep trying to push it out for y'all as quick as possible. Um, But I know we usually jump right in. Today, we thought we would, you know, start it off a bit different and just say, you know, what's one good thing that, like, happened today? So, my money, what's, what's one good thing that happened for you today? Can I say, like, one general that happened this weekend, I feel like? Oh, yeah. Let's go there, because I, I was trying to think, too, and I was like... <laughs> like, I have stuff, but it's, like, my dad bought food, like... <laughs> which is okay. good, which is good. It's good. Um, But I guess one good thing, it was, like, my cousin's wedding this weekend, and so I just got to see, like, my family and um, on my dad's side and like bond with my cousins more and my older brother and like my sister-in-law and just in general it's just nice to see everybody on a joyous occasion because I feel like sometimes when you see family and you want to make good memories it's like a funeral and it's just depressing (laughs) so it's just nice that it was something happy and I just got to see a lot of family members who I haven't seen in ages and yeah it was a sleigh that is really cute. One good thing that happened this past weekend, my roommate taught me how to juggle. And um, I kind of learned in 30 minutes. He said it usually takes people like maybe like a day or two or like even like two to three days for like practicing to get it down. But he's pretty like shook that I was able to get it. And I was too so quickly. So that, that made me feel good. Um, and that was just fun. Just like... Slay. I was like juggling. Look at me. <laughs> um, the circus he's taking. <laughs> I will not be in the circus. I can't believe you had to play me like that. No, it was really wholesome, but I just couldn't resist that joke. No, my friend was t- uh, when I sent the video of me juggling. I was like, I learned how to juggle today. He was like, Okay, circus king. I said, Oh, <laughs> he kind of ate with that. Was that to me? <laughs> No, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. No, he did. I lo- I lived for it, but also <laughs> I was funny. like, Ooh. it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like when I think about this deeper, look at us having a good wholesome moment to start this off. I think it's because we're about because to this dive episode, in. Yeah. This episode thing, I'm just going to say, thank God we're not talking about the BBB event. So it's Anymore. really some fresh new content. And yeah, I'm living still, for like, it. Somewhat, it's still someone makes its way up in like certain conversations because of the people who haven't talked about it at all. Oh, like, yeah. PJ and Jalen and things like that still hadn't ha- hasn't happened. Would you like to start off, Miss Miss Money? Would you like me? Yes, 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 I will. Slay. Okay. Um. So 
this opens up with Becky and Miami having their conversation to clear the air. Um, and if you remember in episode three, this is when the episode ended, but we decided we wanted to, you know, talk about episode four. And mm-hmm. you know what? I think this was one of the more so successful conversations with two people who were heavily beefing. Like, yeah. I think it went well. And I think it was great that Becky was able to notice that like take accountability for her actions and realizing that like her anger was misdirected at miami because of Mm. pj which was like understandable but in the same sense it's great that she was because you know all been there but it's great that she was able to acknowledge and apologize that um and they were able to move forward i started to like miami in this moment um and she was kind of becoming my favorite character mm-hmm. here just because like I love when people go back to the root of like how did we get here you know yeah. like how did we even get here what was the actual root of the issue and for her to say okay take away me pulling up with PJ to Palm Springs and then what are we mad at like exactly. I love that it was brought it to the actual point at hand Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, this isn't that deep. We should be able to move on. And you can tell that that made sense to Becky. Yeah. And she was just hurt over the situation with PJ and the feedback that she got from it after the season aired, like the public yeah. feedback. Um, but I also want to add that I do feel like Becky's emotions are justified. Yeah. I do. I do sympathize with her and I feel like Becky's emotions were justified. Um because, yeah, if you don't know the girl, you know, like I think about putting myself in Becky's situation of like, I don't know much about you. I don't really have to fuck with you. And like he brought you into this fucked up situation. But like now you exactly. all around and like it gives that there was something deeper, honestly, with Becky and PJ, this entire situation. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like you said, like, I definitely feel like I've been in that situation, too. And it's not so much like towards hate for the other person, but it's just like what is going on and i also like that miami was able to like hear becky out because becky also like had opened up to her about saying that there was a lot of anger and also just sensitivity around the situation because of how like you said the public feedback but also the feedback in her friend group and nobody was really like hearing her out or understanding and was like you just have to get over this but miami like took the time and becky even said that in her confessional that she liked that Miami took the time to kind of figure out like what's going on where's the Mm. root of this and it was so unexpected because she had viewed Miami as her enemy but I just really like how they were able to come together as two women and just kind of squash the beef because it's like the end of the day this is over a man a man a man like he's the one and they brought it back to him they're like yeah he's the one who has this really fucked up in this situation. And I'm glad. I, mm-hmm. I, I was I thought that was so grown of them. The next part is just the girls going to New York City. And I like I say this, this was like one of my favorite episodes. And they were just like living it up in New York City. And I mm. just I wish I had known when they were in New York City, because best believe. Right. We would have been in Harlem. Like we you already right know there. I love Harlem. Like, I would have linked one. up. Um, I said, walk them. Legacy table. Hey. 
I know. Like, go be invited to the next legacy table because it was also it was also slay. But um, a bunch of people of color looking great, right? Elegant. I right. love. I love that. And also, shout out to Miami because the house was giving. It, Yo, shout out to my Annie. It ate down. She, like Ty said, she really could have done them dirty. But she She didn't. She, she really pulled up. through. But that's why it's sad that, to me, that she hooked them up and the two girls didn't give them the room. So let's set the scene. Let's set the scene right. Oh, wait. But before so, you say that, I wanted to start. The one point I was going to say, I on the bus when they were on the way to the house, Bree said, yeah. she said, forgive her for like the little attitude she may have because she's on her period. So right. I just wanted, I feel like that's important as viewers to remember that because... But even Thailand was like, I'm sorry, I'm not forgiving you. You've had a period for years. Right. It was sickening. It was sickening. <laughs> she like, was oh. like, Get over it. She kind of gagged her. She did. She's like, she you had it for over a decade. I was like, oh, well, damn, girl. I guess so. <laughs> so 10 years later, I think you got this. But one yes, second, I'm going to get some water. I definitely oh. need water. Okay. And he's back. But as you were saying, we're talking about the room situation. Yes. Yes. Let's set the scene. Because, so, um, I think it was seven girls total. They all went. And there were five rooms. Miami was the one that booked the house for them. So you have Miami, Thailand, Bree, Amanda, Candace, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. That was it, I think. Yeah. Oh, so six girls. And Becky. You said Becky? No, I didn't. So Becky. Seven. Yes. So Becky. Mm. And then uh, Ty, because it's her event and she invited everyone. Miami was like, she asked, she was like, do I get first pick? Miami was like, okay, yeah, you get first pick. I get second pick. Then everybody else could choose their room. Like first come first serve. Miami went downstairs and there were no single rooms downstairs. Only doubles. And so... There's five rooms, mind you, seven girls. So I think at least one or two of the rooms had doubles. Um, so Ty obviously finds her room. Then Amanda finds a room that's a single. Then mm-hmm. Bree finds the best room that's a single with a balcony. Yeah. Um, kind of on like the second floor on like the middle. Of my, like her room was sickening. That room was sickening. It was. But Miami then was like, okay. Becky and Cheryl were sharing one of the rooms, and then Candace was in one of the rooms with a double bed. So then Miami would have had to share a room with Candace and a double bed. But Miami was like, "Hold on, how the fuck I'm sharing a room when I got the house for everybody?" Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody was trying to, not mostly everybody, but but I would say Ty was irritated with Bree, but I don't think Bree meant to be irritated like yes in general she had a lot too because she was hangry but she was when she was saying like when she was asking like Miami is there a problem like do you want the room just let me know I think she was just trying to take 
I shouldn't she's trying to be a problem solver in the situation. And I feel like maybe like the way it came off, it might have sounded like she was trying to antagonize antagonize her. But when I watched the episode for a second time, I kind of heard because sometimes I do this where I'll be like, Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I just want to make sure. And I feel like sometimes when you do it repetitively to certain people, it kind of comes off as like, girl, if you keep on asking me, you're gonna make there's gonna be reason for me to be mad. But I think that Brie was just being like, Are you sure? Because Amanda here was my Amanda thing. said nothing. She said nothing. And then Ty was like, I asked Brie because I, that's why I asked you, because I thought that, you know, you would at least be a little more reasonable. No, because clearly it didn't Amanda, work because you asked her. And Amanda didn't say. care. She didn't and care at all. She, and nobody looked at Amanda twice. Like exactly. Amanda was low key. Amanda could have shared a room, but she was having the whole like, I don't know, with my man has comedy thing. And but I was like, like I don't understand. Business. That's business. And it's not like you in this like moment of like solidarity. Like, I don't know who you were like mad with. You can't really be mad with anyone that you decided to come. Like, it's not just, it wasn't even just for Ty. It's for you too. Like for like, like you elevating your business, you mm-hmm. know, um, and her status in that way. So it was like, I didn't understand why she couldn't have offered her, her room as an option truly because i can understand i can understand brie being like all right i'm the only one with like a man here i would like my uh, room so i can see my man but like you know what your man you're here for business anyway you're just kind of upset that you're not with your man and i wrote down rob and amanda's phone call when because I just feel like Rob could have been more supportive of Amanda mm-hmm. through this entire thing. Like she's already accepting the fact that you want to quit your job into uncertainty and supporting you. Like go to this on your own and then pursuing and thriving. But like him not supporting her or giving words of encouragement was like Aggie. Like when she was sitting there and she was like, Yeah, I just want to make sure like I missed your show for a reason. Like, girl, you did. You missed it for this event. Like that is for work. Like and he has a show that is supposed to be for work. So it's like, it's okay. And um, I don't know. That just that just got me kind of pressed. Because I was like, you could be a bit more supportive. He could have been a bit more supportive in the phone call. And mm-hmm. then, um, I don't know if you had yeah. any thoughts on that. No, I was going to say, like, I agree. I feel like Amanda was dragging it because when she was like, I had to give up not seeing my man for this. Like you said, they were both working and she said multiple times she wasn't just doing this for Ty. She was doing this for herself. Second of all, girl, you're not the only you're not the only one on the trip who has a man. Ty has a man. Candace has a man. Cheryl has a man. Everybody, a majority of the girls had a man. And like, not me playing um me on cheryl's defense but also it's like she's not really friends with you guys at this point like they hang out but they're not what they used to be and gerald yeah. and her are always together like you know yeah. together like she's always hanging out with him and the guys in like miami so it's like if anybody was really out of their comfort zone it would be cheryl and miami mm. because they're kind of on the outsider kind of like making their way back in so it's just like you everybody was coming for Brie, but i was like at least she was trying to i feel like she was trying maybe she didn't do it the right way but she was trying to solve the problem like she kept yeah. on asking and amanda was just sitting there know. like oh. and there could have been accountability coming from ty to amanda yes i do th- there could have there but that's because have. that's like her bestie 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 
Right. So I feel like she was anything. she wasn't gonna say anything. She wasn't gonna say shit. But it also was I don't know, when you said when you watched it a second time, you felt Fabri like how she said it. When I watched it a second time, I'm gonna be honest, I kinda see what Ty was talking about with her tone. Uh... just being like I don't know. It was a bit like because she was sitting there like this, like, well, which room do you want? And I was like, Oh, I see what you mean. I, I think- was like, Oh, relax. And, and that's what, and that's why because Miami looked at her and she was like, I don't know, like, we're not even gonna go there. Like, it's not gonna be. We're gonna leave the petty bullshit aside, and we're gonna enjoy this trip, which is very was, mature of her. It was so I, mature. I would have caused the ruckus. I, I would have like, been somebody's like, somebody's giving their room up because it was like. I'll be honest. If Brie asked me that many times and she asked me three times, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I want yours. Yeah. I would have done that. I would have been like, yeah, I want yours. But yeah, Amanda just sat there and was like, she was like, I don't care. (laughs) I'm not giving up. And I'm sorry, but not to jump. We can always cut this out. No, no, no. I know exactly what you're thinking. Literally in in Mexico when she was like, she was like, well, I went to her room. She was like, no. I was like, ooh. And and Rob literally looked at Amanda kind of like, you know, maybe you should give her the room. And And Amanda was just like, no sorry but i am really sorry i was like that was even meaner so then after like the whole room situation that you know occurred then brie and becky have a conversation and i think this is important to bring up for future reference that like they kind of talk about like what's been going on between them and brie suggests that they have time to just hang out and just reconnect right after they come back from from looking at the venue the next day and Becky agrees. Breeze, like you said, Breeze suggestion. Mm-hmm. Breeze suggestion. Tea. But we will unpack what happened as this episode. A little later on. I think it's interesting, though, that um, Breeze is trying to tell Becky that sometimes it's hard to talk to her because she's sensitive to what they say. But, like, so is Breeze. Yeah, at the end of the day, everybody in the group is sensitive to an extent or about certain stuff. And I feel like from a viewer's perspective and watching the show um, for the past two years as it's been airing, what I've noticed is that with some of the stuff they would talk to Becky about, they just weren't, I feel like they just weren't sensitive enough. Like they weren't sympathizing. I think Ty did a good job at sympathizing with her and showing some empathy when she like stormed out and on episode three of the meeting and she was like, what's wrong? Like what's going on? But a lot of times you just be like, girl, like you just got to get over it. And I was like, y'all have all been in these situations with these men that you've been with or like men you've been with in the past. So it's like, why are you rushing her to get over it when it's like you guys had your took your time to mourn? Mm -hmm. Speaking of situations, I can't wait until we get into that. That therapy episode. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's going to be a lot to unpack. You want to talk about tea? The next scene was Becky, Candace, Amanda, and Ty. They go to the legacy venue and they're leveling up. It is very, very, it's very really nice. Pretty. It was a really nice venue. I was like, it's like perfect for that kind of like networking. And mm-hmm. I love the outdoor indoor like they had. Um I feel like there's not really much to discuss in this scene because we mm-hmm. already just unpacked the whole roommate situation, which is what the girls talk about. Um 
is what they talk about when they're at the venue. Ty talks about like, was I the only one feeling this type of way? And everybody mm-hmm. kind of agrees. But I do, I guess I'll just mention this briefly that we already said this, but Becky and her confessional was saying how like Amanda should have gone in the same energy too. Yes. And I agree but that. she didn't say that out loud. So it's like, okay. Yeah, she, she should have said that out loud. She should have said that out loud. She should have said something. Yes. But I know the next scene is Mr. Kaylin and Jalen. Um, also, Kaylin is known as K10 or the wolf. Mm. And all I have to say, my first point is K10 is just very motherfucking fine. And do you see... Did you see his apartment? Like when Jay It's a very nice in? setup. It was a very nice setup. But I realized also now that had like it's him and Candace that yeah. together. But it's still very nice. Um, but in this moment, they're talking about Jay's feelings towards the whole Ty and Rob situation. Again, the brother by breathing. But <laughs> K Ten says, like, you can't say what oh, I put this on. I put that K10 says, like, you can't say what Thailand said to a man. And this just goes back to what I said in episode one, because, like, these niggas are only hurt because they're all straight. And, like, Thailand being, like, get off of P-Day's dick was not that deep of an insult. Exactly. Also, it's just, just like, you ride for men more than you ride for, like, the woman in the group. Slash the woman that you're with killed me what this was really funny to me when Jalen was like I'm just trying to protect my energy and he had a sage in his pocket now forgive me if I'm wrong but based on my knowledge thus far about you know the crystals and the sage I feel like it would be more effective to have a carry a crystal than a sage because you're supposed to light a sage to help like cleanse or you know project a certain type of like positive energy but if you're walking around with sage in your pocket unlit that's not really going to help you (laughs) there is a specific crystal you know because i've kind of dipped my toe into this type of world so that's (laughs) it's still dipped in might be charging her crystals in full moons yeah and what about it like <laughs> yeah that's I for you I'm it's a it's a sleigh and and you know there is a i can't think of the name right now but there is a specific um crystal that helps with like protection that would be a lot more effective than him carrying sage and also when he was like i'm trying to protect this negative energy babes you are contributing to the climate just a little bit i mean let's talk about it like, I don't know, that's not in this episode. They we talked about it a little bit about how, like, him wanting Ty to have a baby badly. And K-10 being like, yeah, I know she's ready, but the timing is never right. But once again, we already mentioned this in episode three a little bit. And I don't want to yes. talk about it further until we get to episode, like, five and six. Right. But it's just, like, men can't be the ones deciding when a woman is ready to have a baby because it's not your body. It's not. It's he not keep pressing body. it, and even when K ten asked her, he was like, "Well, why? Like, did she say what's the reason? She just like doesn't want to have me. She's like, it's just not the right time. Blah blah blah." And it's, there's level not two. At all why she yeah. was like, it's just because like it's her body. Like you have to like like we were saying before, just mentally prepare like yourself and to put your body through that for nine months, like. And then deciding to be like, okay, these nine months change the rest of our lives right now. Mm-hmm. 
like right now that could change all right now some people just don't want that to change so soon exactly but, and also like there's still said, like 25 yeah exactly but yeah i think but, after yeah. this like it goes back into new york and patrice Patiri. Oh, yes. not I keep on saying his name wrong, and I'm probably going to keep on saying his name. If you're listening to this, I am so sorry because it's We're definitely so going to keep happening Terry. again. Or you can call him PJ too, but <laughs> his friends be calling him PJ too. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try not to mess his name up. But yes. Becky calls him and goes like, "I'm in the city. Let's link up." Now, what really? just sent me over and i said girl you didn't have to be that shady is when she was on the phone with him and becky calls him <laughs> right and she literally declined she, to becky she says oh hold on <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even say like it's my girl like can i call you back she said nothing. no text no nothing just a decline. decline and i was like damn damn it was giving okay um interesting i would if i got a decline like that best believe i'm cursing you out oh touche yeah, like, you're not gonna... The fuck you think this is? You're not gonna pick up? Like, and, and then decline without a message? Exactly. Like, it's one thing Come if on. you decline, you're like, I'm sorry, like, da-da-da-da-da. But just to decline and no type of explanation? Nothing. Then when they're on this FaceTime, Bateri's like, I, I'm trying to see you, like, let me come see you, man. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Not a simping. I was like, I love the dude. He's so fun. Um, and works for Wall Street. I'm saying, like, <laughs> the fact that his friends are called the 820 crew, like, come on. Like, where Come are on, the credit? I, I don't see them. I don't see them That's, when I go out. I'm like, we need to be in Harlem. I am in Harlem. <laughs> well, not right now, but. But um, basically, yeah, Patero was like, let me come. Uh, see you. I'd love to take you out. And then, as soon as this phone call that ends, it basically just turns into Becky coming home, finding out that Bree's not there. <laughs> I lived for Miami's little cameo in the confessional, being like, "Bitch, you just got ditched for some dick." Exactly. Like, That's fucked. It was but messed she up. Did. I felt bad for Becky because it was like, yeah, it's easily really shitty for Bree not to at least, like we said, message her. Like, and they no never talk up. about that as we as this as the episode or as the season has continued thus far. They haven't she I noticed that she hasn't addressed that yet. And I'm wondering if that's ever gonna be a thing. Mm, wonder if they really do fall out besides. We're just like, nah, just not fast no more. But the next thing we can get into be Brie and Pateri's date. And all oh I can say gosh. again is Pateri is so motherfucking fine. Right, because like I'ma be honest. Let me just be real. Like be real. Be fucking for real right now. Mm-hmm. I had goosebumps the entire time because yes. Pateri was just saying the right thing. Exactly. He's like, just I like, want us to serve the community, community together. Together. <laughs> I was like, shut up. And then his deep ass voice. I was like, oh wow. Like he was and he really was just Y'all, he was really just locked into her eyes. Like right. I was like, this, like the the lights were hitting them right. Like both their eyes were glistening for each other. Like I don't know what type of editing was on, but it literally looked like their eyes were glistening. I was like, I'm such 
a lover boy that I was living for this moment. No, like, I loved day. it. Like it was just, it was just so sweet. And then when they did the thing with the um when they kissed the pinky rings, the pop. Yes, he was like, you gotta kiss it. I was like, shut up, shut up, like, shut up. That took me back. It's just like, not I folded, I folded, I folded. Like it's it's too perfect. It's too perfect. I love that Brie and her confessional during the date was like, let's be honest. Pateri is fine. <laughs> exactly. It was like, girl, we've been known. We've been known since the first season. Yes, but and then I just love the confidence of like, okay, I your last night here. Let's or it's not it's the it wasn't the last night, but he was like, let's go back to your place and uh Brie was actually talking about like how she kind of screwed Becky over and she needs to make it up to her. Um and then Pateria was like, Well, I may have something for her. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you see, that's so real of him. That's so real because he said problem so, solver. He said, friend. what can I do? And he was a real man for saying they cute, they cute. Exactly. They work. Because they work. you know what? You know how so- you know how many times like people be trying to set you up and it's like, please, now you like be so for real right now. Be, be so for real. <laughs> like you know, you know you shouldn't have done me like that. Shout out to my girl Amisha. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> Get her. Get her. <laughs> She's not going to even listen to this. <laughs> but if you make it this far. In context, y'all, she just set me up. She set me up on a blind date. Not slay. Not a big slay. Not a big slay. Not a big slay, yeah. At all. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he was, like, real for that. And then it jumps after that. Like, it keeps on jumping in between them having lunch in Miami and Becky. And yes. when Miami and Becky were, you know, hanging out in the streets. I just, con- I love how we continue to see like this real moment from them and um, just them connecting. And my, they oh, were, yeah. yeah. And they when they were talking outside, it didn't look like they really went anywhere or maybe they did go somewhere and we just didn't see it because it was like they were just kind of standing outside. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I love the way it was shot, but it seemed to really stayed because it, gives, it was giving like two camera shots. Yeah, but um, yeah, in this scene, Becky just tells, I mean, Miami tells Becky how she needs to start um, sticking up for herself and speaking her mind and not being so scared about what other people think about her, especially in relation to Be- um, her relationship with Brie. Because I feel like a lot of the times there are certain things that Brie will do that I feel like Becky feels a way of, but won't say it outwardly. Mm. And I feel like yeah, if I, I mean, I obviously like they're still friends, but I just feel like I hope it gets addressed because I feel like it could be one of those things where it could just be piling on top of one, one another and then there would be a big blowout. I could see that. From an outsider perspective. Patree, right? It's Patree? Patiri. Patiri. Oh, my God. Patiri. Patiri. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about the party real quick. I thought it was funny. The party. I Everybody loved... looked really good. Everybody looked so I, good. I loved... Um, that Becky did have both of those men on Yes. Her. I was like, I need to channel, like, my Becky energy when going out. Because, like, that was a sleigh, like, and they were eating her up. And I was like, you go, girl. Yes. I was like, wow. Like, they really were eating her up. It was funny that, like, over half of the people that there did have a significant other. <laughs> <laughs> but to get into this ending scene, I kind of wrote this, um... I don't know what Brie and Becky are going through, but and this is kind of touching on what you said earlier. Um, and we've kind of been saying, but like I feel like Brie is finding more faults in the friendship than Becky. Yeah. From what it seems. And from not just like this ending scene alone, but like 
it this scene is what solidified it for me because previously she had said that her and Becky were trying to get back to the old feeling of their friendship. And I think that best friendships, especially are like romantic relationships and they mm-hmm. go through their like trials and maybe they were having a bump, but honestly it was more of Brie who wasn't being a good friend of Becky. Yeah. Like about hearing her about the PJ and Miami thing. And then like so far this season and kind of gaslighting her like this thing by calling her sensitive her. Every two seconds. Yeah. Every two seconds she says like nothing even. She'll be like, you're just really sensitive. And then when no one else has been saying that about her. And I thought that was interesting. Um, And then she then, Brie said, she feels like sometimes she needs to dim her light for Becky. Yeah, which was and I was that like. that was so odd. And she was like, people have said like, I dim my light for you when I'm around you. And I was like, that was weird. I mean, That's we, like a weird dig. Yeah, I was like, we, we've never seen this, a moment yeah. where she had to do that or seen a moment where like she was confronting Becky or quieted herself for Becky. So that was just like weird to me, a weird statement. And even Becky's face was like, wait, what, huh? But at the same time, like we're only watching the show. I don't know what else like that could have made her feel like that. Yeah. But I just thought to me, that was odd. Yeah. From a viewer perspective, it's like I'm thinking about and I feel like, there's a lot more exposure, like, between the two of them when it comes to, like, their, you know, business endeavors. There's mm. a lot more exposure when it comes to Brie and her business and, like, her accomplishments than I think there aren't to Becky. And I don't know if that's because first season when we were introduced to Becky, where she wasn't an official cast member. She was just introduced as, like, Brianna, Brie's bestie. And then season two, we start to see a little bit more of her. And you talk about her brand. So good for you. I bought the seam loss. It's good. I've been using it. What do you use it on? So you can either use it. Yeah, you can eat it. And honestly, I thought it was going to taste weird, but it tastes fine. It just tastes like it doesn't really have a flavor low key. It's just like the consistency is kind of like jelly. But, like, you don't have to – you can eat it, like, two tablespoons a day, which I've been doing for the past few days, or, like, you can put it in a smoothie, or you can use it as a face mask. So I'm going to try putting it in a smoothie and also, like, as a face mask. But, yeah, it's – shout out to Good For You, waiting for my PR box. Yeah, let me see. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. That was, like, a weird – statement to stay but also it's just like interesting that's why i'm like wondering did they not talk about when brie left becky for pateri i got it for pateri because she proud of you because <laughs> they didn't talk about that at all and i was like i feel like this would be the time to talk about this yeah but they didn't talk about it at all what they did talk about is what was said at the legacy table scouting and i i thought this was interesting too i'd always know that i'm like this is just interesting because i'm like it's neither like good or bad or not just interesting to me so what happened here is Brittany got emotional when rebecca was telling her about herself at the end and how everyone felt like she was being a, a little hot towards miami um when she was confronting her about the rooms and I just thought it was ironic that she started crying and being upset by Becky saying she was a diva and it's kind of exhausting when she, when just scenes before 
that if not for multiple episodes, Brie has been saying that Becky was exhausting her by bringing up Palm Springs so much when like that's your best friend and like yeah you could be exhausted but like it's your job as best friends to listen even if you I don't know the person keeps like bringing yeah, it up. Yeah you know how many times I've told the same story again to you and yeah, many so times you, know you many said times it <laughs> like <laughs> and like yeah real- we'll be like ha we've been through this but I'm not gonna be like I don't want to hear it. Right. Or you're exhausting me. I don't want to hear about this. Stop. I'm actually getting angry. You keep telling me about this. Because like, then I oh. look like a hypocrite because it's like, you I... Don't just look, you just look like a bad friend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. Like, damn. Okay. Sometimes I get people be like, I don't want to hear about this. I'm like, damn. But when you don't, I'd be like, damn, you're not that close. Like, I would want to. Even if, what if I just need someone to listen? Yeah. But also, Palm Springs, as we know, is pretty triggering. So, like, like we were just saying, like, Brie wasn't as you know, understanding about Palm Springs if she needed to. But all that to say, I thought it was kind of her flipping script and she didn't like when the light was actually on her. Yeah. She's been putting the light on like Becky and Becky's actions and emotions. Um, And what, I don't want to jump too much, but I, what, another thing I thought was interesting was she thought Tylen was talking behind her back when in reality it was Becky who brought the conversation up at Legacy Table, and Becky chose to be quiet in this moment mm-hmm. of being like, nah, she wasn't really talking about you behind your back. It was just something they were talking about the next day, and Becky specifically asked her what made her upset the night before. Becky left this part out. Everybody left this part out. Like, Becky brought this up, and Becky was like, what made you upset? And so I told her what kind of made me upset. So it's like, I wasn't talking about you. I was answering the question about what made me upset. Yeah, she should have. But obviously, it's like also it's like reality show. So it's like there could have been cuts. And also it's like the end of the day, whatever fuels the drama, whatever fuels a good confrontation. And in that moment, Becky was there to fuel the confrontation between Brie and Ty. Ty. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because I don't want to go too, too, too much into it because it does carry over into the fifth episode. So. Yeah, that was something I guess we'll mention in the fifth episode. But do you have any like closing remarks before we go on like this episode in general? Um, not about the episode, but you know what? Some takeaways from this episode is mm-hmm. listen to your friends, listen to your friends. You know, be there for your friends. Every once in a while, you know, give it up. You don't need to have the room. You know. Yeah. Give the room to the other person. <laughs> it's okay. They need it more than you do. They need it a bit more. They deserve it because they booked the place. I and don't leave have... your besties from us. Don't leave your me- Yeah, like. That's or at least crazy. give a heads up. A bit of a heads up. Like, hey, girl, I'm sorry that I couldn't see you today. I know, I, I know it was my idea in the first place to hang out together. But, you know, I have to see my man. So uh, I'll make it up to you, I swear. Even exactly. something as ratchet as that. Like, even though I'm going to still be mad, I get it. You told me. Just exactly. ditching me is crazy. When, especially when we already got a bump in the road. Mm-hmm. Like, of our relationship and we're trying to mend it. Like, it just feels a little careless. I agree. But I agree. um, those are my closing remarks. Any, any? Do you have any? <laughs> no, I feel like you kind of said everything. So, yeah, I don't feel like I have any closing remarks. I am excited to talk about, like, the next two episodes because they're is so much to unpack 
There's, There's lots so unpacking these next two. Like, I was kind of glad too. It really gives new content. Yeah. In the next really three, something. to be honest, even like. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> I can't even front. <laughs> I'm excited. I am excited to get in because I'm about to read. I'm about to do some reads and I'm about to do some thoughts and I'm think pieces. We have to. But thank you all for listening to the Sweet Tea Podcast. I'm King Chair. And I'm Maya Money. And yeah. Yeah, well. That was that was it. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. Come back and like chill with us. Bye.